Is my lack of self-esteem causing me to try too hard? Okay, here's a bit of the backstory. I met him on vacation. We had a great time. He was just amazing to hang out with. And we exchanged numbers. But since we got back, I've messaged him about five times. And he's replied every time. But his replies are always really brief. um, And he never asks me any questions in return. I'm starting to think that I'm the one putting in all the effort, but I also think maybe I should. Like, you can't really create a relationship unless you put in the effort, so maybe it's worth it to keep trying because it's not like I'm getting nothing. It's just I'm not getting what I'd really like to have. But I'm also afraid that I'm trying too hard and that this is coming from a lack of self-esteem and that I should really just let it go because he's clearly not interested in me and I just need to be okay with that. I don't know what to do. Am I doing the right thing? Ooh, Sylvia, Sylvia, this is so important to really step back and make decisions about what you want to do ahead of time. And in today's Summer Shorty episode, I'm going to share with you how exactly you can show up for a relationship and date deliberately, which means doing it on your terms so that you can put in the effort you want to put in without feeling bad about it. Let's get started. ladies and welcome to the Forever Love Podcast. I am your host and Christ-centered relationship coach, Lily Batanguiza. I hope you are having an amazing summer. I hope you're showing up for love. I hope you're participating in the 31-day challenge because if you are, you're going to be so much more available for love. You're not going to be spending your summer with your digital distractions. You're not going to watch the summer go by while you were swiping left and right and scrolling up and down. So if you haven't joined the challenge, please head over to Proverbs2426.com slash 31 day challenge because I have got an entire month of amazing step-by-step instructions and audio lessons that are going to help you break up with your toxic relationship with the digital realms and really show up for the love that you want. Not just in the romantic sense, but all the love in all the ways. We do talk a lot about dating in real life because I think that is so important. We need to, it's okay to start a relationship online, but you can't have an online marriage. So we want to get that online start that's okay. You don't have to do it that way. It's an option that is available to you. But I really want to help make sure you know how to create relationships organically. Because if you can really create a relationship organically with the people that are around you within like a 5, 10, 15 mile radius, then you can also use those same skills to be intentional when you try and find relationships in the online world, when you decide to expand your horizons and create more opportunities for more connections. But you got to start by adopting the mind of Christ and really learning how to cultivate the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the 31 day challenge helps you to do that without all your digital distractions. So once more, 
join us. We're doing it every month of the year that has 31 days in it. So whether you're listening to the podcast right when it came out or sometime in the future, another challenge is around the corner. And I want you to head over to Proverbs2426.com slash 31 day challenge to sign up for this one or the next one, whatever it may be. And once you're signed up, you have forever access to all that content. And there's so much good stuff in there. There is 31 mini lessons. They're all audio and you're going to have access to them. Plus there's little bonuses, there's meditations, there's all this other stuff that you get access to. It's a great time and I want you to be there. I want you to have all this stuff. So head over to Proverbs2426.com slash 31 day challenge. But let's talk about Sylvia and her situation with the guy she met on vacation. Now this is an awesome opportunity and you've probably experienced this too. You meet somebody, it's outside of your regular life. Like it's it's like the relationship that you had for a few days or whatever kind of happens in its own little bubble. And then you try to bring that relationship back to your real life, your not vacationing life. And, and there's a bit of a clash and you're like, I don't know. Am I the same person I am on vacation when I'm back in the real world? Is he? And there's all this like mixed connections, missed connections happening. So let's break that down a little bit, shall we? So Sylvia has this story about, I don't want to have to put in too much effort. But if I don't put in enough effort, I won't be able to have a relationship. And so I've got to like slow everything down. I've got to analyze it all and see what's what. And this is where it's super important to date deliberately, to make decisions for yourself ahead of time, to use the mind of Christ. When we adopt the mind of Christ, we have this beautiful ability to begin making decisions ahead of time using that special part of our brain that's not like part of our physical brain so much. It's like this extra layer that we we get to create when we are really working in alignment with Christ. And that's when we start to ask ourselves really good questions about how we want to show up on purpose. And this gives us a whole new frame of reference. So some of the questions that I would ask within a coaching session, if I was working with Sylvia one-on-one, I'd be asking her something like this. How much effort do you want to put in on your part of the relationship? Like how much do you want to show up for this relationship? And and how do you want to do that on purpose? So it's no longer about like, well, what's he doing? We're not, we're not, okay. So often we make all of our decisions about our relationship as a reaction to what the other person is doing. And that's why like, relationships can escalate and de-escalate really quickly because we're just like reacting, 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 reacting. He said something, so I do something and I did something, so he said something. It goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we don't really make any progress. Okay. What I want you to do is slow down and decide ahead of time, how much effort do I want to put into my part of the relationship? And what would exactly would that look like? And it's really important to get very, very specific. The more specific you can be, the better. So for example, Sylvia said like she tried texting him about five times and he does reply. So 
does she want to keep texting? Does she want to continue to ask questions? So she might decide on purpose. I want to text this guy 10 more times. I want to ask eight more questions and I want to suggest one more date. And that's what I'm going to do on my part. And then we could ask the ex- the next question of like, how do you want to define effort for yourself on purpose? Like, what does it mean to put effort into the relationship? Why do you want to put in effort? Does that serve you? Does it help you grow? Does it take anything away from you? What happens when you're putting in effort? All these questions that have nothing to do with him that are totally about you. And this is what I teach within my course, Ready for the One. I've got an entire module on dating deliberately and really deciding ahead of time what your dating protocol is going to be. So many of us have like dating or not dating, eating protocols, protocols around our diet. I'm going to eat this, then I'm going to eat it like this. I'm going to, we have all these decisions we have made ahead of time about how we're going to take care of our body and its nutrition needs. But we don't really apply the same logic to other aspects of our life where we really could and it would be extremely beneficial. So we get to decide, you get to decide how much effort do you want to put into this relationship and what does that mean? And be specific. Effort means I reply when he texts me. I ask good questions. I, it also means like there's going to be a limit to your effort. Maybe I don't reply to text messages after 8 p.m. I only reply during this time frame. I wait. And this is where we have to be mindful of like, when are we trying to are falling into the temptation to play games. I'm doing air quotes here, you can't tell, but playing games of like, I can't call him for three days because then he'll think I'm desperate. Notice the difference here. I can't call him for three days because he will think I'm desperate. And I don't want to, or him to think. So we're trying to manage somebody else's thoughts and opinions about us through our own behavior, which doesn't work. So you could wait three days and we have no idea what he's going to think. He might think you're desperate. He might think you're not interested. He might think whatever he thinks, right? So don't manage your behavior in order to try and manipulate somebody else's opinions, thoughts, or judgments about you, okay? You want to manage your opinion, sorry, you want to manage your behavior for your own understanding of who you are and what you want, okay? So there's a big difference there, and I hope that if that's not clear, (laughs) we should sit down together, and you should allow me to work with you, do some coaching on this so that we can really begin to differentiate between like, when am I trying to manage somebody else's behavior or thoughts by changing my own? And when am I just showing up authentically? And what do I actually want here? Super important that we begin to make those distinctions. And then another question you might want to ask is like, how many messages do you want to send before you decide to move on? And how do you make that decision on purpose? So you might decide like ahead of time before any other text messages have taken place, you just decide like my magic number is going to be 20. I'm going to give myself 
a good amount of space to really be creative with my messages. I want to have enough opportunities to engage with this person. I don't want to cut them out of my life too soon. I really liked him. There's all this space for potential, blah, 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 blah. I choose 20. And there's no right or wrong answer here. As long as you like your answer, you got to like your reason why. Okay, as long as it feels good to you, there's room for God to work in there. It's good. There's no like, Five is right and 10 is wrong. No, what feels right to you? Really look inward. This is about discerning what is good for you. And when you show up and you are honoring what works for you, you're showing up authentically the way you are. And then somebody else gets to respond to who you really are. And that's a beautiful thing. And then we want to think about like, what does it mean to approach this relationship slowly? Like, What's your definition of slowly? Because that means something different to me than it does to my friend and what it means to you. So really be clear on your own definitions. And when you do this, you have so much more power. You are taking back all your power. Because when when you're like, I don't know if he likes me, so I don't know if I should continue. We're giving away all the power. Now he's in charge of the relationship and you are like, the relationship is happening to you. And if he decides it's a no, then you are like the victim of the relationship ending. But when you decide to take back your power, you take full responsibility for the decisions you make. You make in decisions that are good for you that bring glory to God and you show up with intention you're deliberate about the way you're going to behave what you're going to think how you're going to feel in this relationship and that doesn't mean you're always going to have control over your thoughts and emotions but you definitely always have control over your actions but we need to slow it down so often we get overwhelmed by the like sheer volume of thoughts and emotions that we experience in any given day. And my encouragement is like, slow it all down, really begin to separate out what you want, how do you want to show up, what's okay for you, what's not, what are your personal boundaries for yourself, not your boundaries around him. So often we create these boundaries that are all about what that person can and can't do. A much healthier and effective approach is to create boundaries around what you will and won't do. When somebody else behaves or does a certain thing, I will or won't do this. And this helps us to really create a healthy relationship that you have so much more power and control in. And ultimately, it creates space for you guys if you decide if it's, it's working, great. Now you've made a decision ahead of time and you can put that effort in. And feel good about it rather than like, "Mm, I don't know if I overdid it. Maybe I shouldn't have like, you got to have your back. Nobody else is really going to have your back except you. So you got to make sure like you've got your own back in this situation and you're moving forward with grace and confidence to do the things that feel right that you and, and I don't mean like in this hedonistic way, but like feel in alignment with the love of Christ that are in alignment with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I, you know, I've said them a hundred times now, but really paying attention to that inner voice, that still small voice within, having those conversations, asking and answering those questions of yourself 
and then showing up for the relationship and doing the kindest thing from there. So we make decisions for ourselves and then we tell the people who are going to be affected by our decisions about them in the kindest way possible. Okay, so I hope that is helpful for you, Sylvia. Thank you so much for the question. It was really, really good. I'm sure that many, many other women will benefit from hearing your question and this answer. And if you know somebody who would be blessed to hear this uh, insight, please, please, please consider sharing this episode or any episode of the Forever Love podcast on your social media, with your church group, with your Bible study, with your friends, with your family, anybody who needs a little bit of love, encouragement, support, inspiration, education on love and relationship and how to do it in a Christ-centered way, please consider sharing my podcast with them. My my goal, my God-given desire, I have many. You're allowed to have more than one, you know. Marriage is just one of them. I have achieved my God-given desire for a Christ-centered marriage. Now I'm in maintenance mode on that one. But I also have more. I got other ones. My other God-given desire is to share the wisdom that I have gleaned over the years through my own experience and more importantly from really intense, like this is a labor of love. I am committed to learning everything I can about coaching, about relationships, about boundaries, about dating, about how to create a foundation of love that is good for you and brings glory and honor to God. And that is what I show up with week after week, with that information that is going to help you and support you on your journey. It's not just about my experience. Yes, I understand what you're going through because I've been there. I understand what rejection feels like. I understand what it feels like to do it all wrong. I understand all that stuff. But I'm not just here with my perspective of like, here's what I've been through. Can you relate? But I'm here to try and teach based on the education that I've acquired. Like I'm really, really committed to learning. I am a lifelong scholar of this stuff. And I want to share what I've learned with you so that hopefully we have less toxic relationships. Hopefully we have less marriages that end in divorce because we're not marrying people who never should have been in a relationship with us because they were not in a healthy place themselves because they didn't know how to show up with love. Hopefully we can prevent more women from ever experiencing the trauma of broken relationships and marriages by providing a lot of education up front. I really believe the best time, like the best time to work on your marriage is while you're single, to really acquire this knowledge for yourself. And because it, it changes not just you, but generations that come. Like a lot of the underpinning to why I do this is because I did not have good examples growing up. Like my parents, not a great marriage. People around me, not great marriages. My own life experience, not that great. So I had to do a lot of unlearning and re-educating myself on purpose so that I could have the relationship that I have, so that I could have a Christ-centered marriage, and so I could take care of it in a way that is healthy and fruitful. And I want to share that with you. So please help me spread the word. Please consider sharing the podcast with others. And if you would like more help from me, head over to Proverbs2426.com slash um, get dash coached. If you go to the menu, there's a menu option, get coached, all the information so that you can set up your own 
free coaching consultation and we can talk about what it would look like for us to work together. I got more questions that I'm going to be answering next week. I cannot wait to share the answers with you. And until then, God bless you. Thank you.